0: And today I'm welcoming back Joel Fitzpatrick. Joel is an ordained minister in the Presbyterian Church in America with a focus on youth and family. He received his Master of Divinity degree from Westminster Seminary, California, and lives in Southern California with his wife of nearly 20 years and their two children. Joel is also author or contributor to several books, including most recently, a great book called Between Us Guys, Life-Changing Conversations for Dads and Sons. Joel, I'm looking forward to a life-changing conversation with you today.
1: Well, uh, that's a that's a pretty high bar to stand up to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you wrote the book, I'm feeling pretty confident about this. Good, good. Right on. So, Joel, what verse do you have for us today?
1: Yeah, the verse for today comes out of the book of Galatians. It's the letter to the Galatian church. Um, chapter 4, verse 7, it says this, So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son than an heir through god
0: so joel great verse i love it why don't you give us some context leading into this verse yeah i'd love to this
1: book the book the letter uh, of paul to the galatians is written to a church that's uh, kind of floundering it's struggling with listening to another gospel a gospel that says that we're saved and included into the people of god By the things that we do. And the Apostle Paul is coming along and he's saying, No, what makes you a part of the people of God is faith in Jesus Christ, who is the one who fulfilled the law that you could never fulfill. He did it on your behalf and then gives you his righteousness. And then he died the death that you deserve to die. And then he was raised again on the third day, and the Apostle Paul is saying, if that's true and it's all yours by faith, then don't chase after a gospel or anyone who is trying to tell you that you're made right with God through your own works.
0: Joel, that's a great introduction. I'm going to read it again. I'm reading Galatians chapter 4. I'm going to back up to verse 4 and read through verse 7. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. God's Word says, When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. So, Joel, as we focus in on verse 7, how would you put that verse in your own words?
1: Yeah, I would say this. In the past, you were a slave. You were enslaved to your own ability to obey the law. But now, you're no longer a slave to your own ability. What you are is an accepted, loved, cherished son or daughter of the king And if you are that, if you are a son or daughter who's loved and cherished, then you are someone who is an inheritor of all of the riches
0: of Christ through God. So Joel, how has this verse affected you personally? What's your story here?
1: Yeah. In so many ways, this verse was revolutionary to not only my life, my own life, but then the way that I parent my kids. Hmm. To my own life, I'm someone who constantly deals with shame. Shame from things that were done to me in the past, but then also shame because I just, I know I can't ever be perfect. How could he ever cherish me? Look at all of the things that I've done. This verse came along, and when I got a hold of it in my heart, it's like it broke the chains that were holding me. It broke them because it actually gave me a new identity, an identity that wasn't based in my work, either as a dad, or as a construction worker, or as a pastor, or as a husband. What it based my identity in was the work of somebody else, the work of Jesus Christ for me. And that gave me so much joy. I mean, I can... I can now turn to my dad, to my, to my good heavenly father, and I can say, I love you, and I know that he loves me back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not because I'm good, but just because he loves me, because I'm his son. You see, and that changes the way that I parent my son. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at my son, my love and my affection, my joy for my son isn't based on what he can do for me. It's just there because God loves me so much that I can't help but to love my son just because he's my boy, just because he's my son, not because he's perfect at baseball or great at fishing. Or because he cleans up his room every Sunday or Saturday, which he doesn't do. Um, <laughs> or he gets straight A's. Or he gets, or he doesn't get straight A's, right? Mm. I love him. Now, that doesn't mean that he can go in and act like a goofball all the time. Doesn't mean he can break the rules all the time. But when he does break the rules, he knows for a fact, for a fact, that he never has to question my love for him He never has to question his place with me as his father.
0: Yeah. I mean, no matter what our kids do, I'm always going to be their dad. Right. They can't change that. I'm always going to love them. I may be sad for them or displeased with their behavior at that moment, but that doesn't change anything about my heart for them.
1: Right. And what it does is it allows us to then
0: love them freely. It's not dependent on them and that frees them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Just think about that as you, as you are living your life. If you're anything like me, you walk around with like this backpack of shame. Um, and God's love comes on, and it's like it's like it comes on you and it just it just pushes the backpack off of you so that now you're no longer walking around with weights on you. You're walking around fulfilled. You're walking around settled. you're walking around with joy. And that translates to your children.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I have a friend who says, I know God loves me, but sometimes I wonder if he likes me. Mm. And I feel like this verse just really assures us that, you know, we're not on the outside
1: of his family love.
0: We're on the inside. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's really what what, uh, verse six is saying when it says that the spirit of his son comes into our heart and it cries out, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. It's this... This term of endearment, this term of closeness, this term of place, of identity and belonging.
0: So, Joel, these have been really good reminders of God's heart for us, Mm. not because of our rule keeping or our value, but because he's our father. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Love this verse.
0: So, Joel, would you pray this verse for all of us as we close today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Lord God, um, we thank you so much that you, at the right time, at the perfect time, sent Jesus. Uh, You sent him to do everything we couldn't do, um, to fulfill the law, to be born of a woman, to be under the law, to fulfill it for us. And then you sent him, Father, to die um, for us, to take all of your wrath, so that when we come to you, we can know that there's no wrath left, left for us. All that's left is love and compassion and kindness and a place with You. God, I pray that that truth would just drill deeply into our hearts so that we would love You more and love our neighbors. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast, or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.